Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3. It returns after the international window and it's a period when all Premier League coaches dread their stars going out on international duty. And Mo, let's start off the podcast today with Liverpool. Um, they are the walking wounded. Mane, Salah, Keita, Van Dijk, all doubtful and probably all out of this weekend's match against Huddersfield. Uh, at the worst possible time, this could happen, and um, I mean, you know, they, they, Liverpool's form is has been spectacular thus far, and they would, you know, Jurgen Klopp would have wanted all these guys. They causes a problem because you know, they could sort of drop down, and with the likes of Chelsea and City keeping up the pace, it's not the time to be dropping points. Thing is, though, you say that, uh, but would you rather not have this injury when you're playing Huddersfield and Cardiff? as opposed to playing the Chelsea's and Man City's and that sort of thing. So, you know, it's inevitable that some players are going to be injured at some time. Maybe this is like Jurgen Klopp saying, OK, I'll accept this for now because there's bigger matches to come, even though his team is sitting, you know, third spot, joint, uh, joint um, in terms of points with the likes of City, Chelsea on 20 if you ask any Liverpool fan, they'll actually tell you that, you know, the, these are the games, the Huddersfields, the, the Wolves, the West Ham's, uh, you know, not winning in those games are actually why Liverpool have never won the Premier League. They, they're always up for the big boys, the Chelsea's, the Man United's, Man City, but when they travel away to these places, that's where they traditionally drop points. And that's where you need your best players. Yeah, I suppose you can look at it from that way too. Um, but either way, I mean, it's now uh, Liverpool's depth that will be tested. And those players who have been sitting out, I mean, the Sturridge's, uh, Sturridge has come off the bench and scored some wonder goals, some worldies. But it's now time for those fringe players, I suppose, to stake a claim because the stars of the show have been Mane, Firmino, Salah. You know, Keita, since he's arrived, has just added steel to that midfield. And Van Dijk at the back has been rock solid. Yeah, I think they have enough cover. You know, they've got Shakiri who can replace Salah. I think they've got a couple of decent defenders who could... They, they won't do the great job that, uh, um, you know, Virgil van Dijk does. But they, they should be able to deal with, you know, Huddersfield. They're quite rubbish at the moment. I mean, they're like in the relegation spot. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I think Liverpool will have enough cover. Well, I've just seen on the BBC's website that Sadio Mane has had surgery on his hand injury and sustained on um, international duty with Senegal as Navi Keita with Gabon, I think it was. Is it Gabon that he plays for or Guinea that he plays for? One of those two. I think, it, I think one of Guinea. Yeah, I think it's Guinea. We don't like international football. It should yeah. be <laughs> It's a waste of time. Um, all right. So Liverpool, uh, they're up against Huddersfield. That's uh, the, the last match on Saturday. But the first match on Saturday is probably the one everyone's talking about. And it circles around a blue club from Stamford Bridge and a red club from Manchester. Manchester and Chelsea do battle half past uh, one South African time. It should be a cracking match. But before we delve into the nitty gritty of the game, 
Jose Mourinho has obviously been stealing the headlines for some time now, Mo. Um, is his job safe? Because it was gut-wrenching as a Newcastle United fan to see the tune go 2-0 up and then denied a penalty and inevitably you got a famous Manchester United comeback to win 3-2. And it appeared to save his job. And he had a few things to say to the camera afterwards, which he's been charged for. But what did you make of it? Do you think his job's safe? Do you think Mourinho lives another day because it's his old club and it's the club whose players famously got him fired on his return? I think it's the Newcastle result kept him in a job. I think it's going to go terribly wrong against Chelsea. They're going to get beaten. If you look at statistics, I think the last time United beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in any competition was like in 2012. So it doesn't look too promising for him. And I think uh, they're going to get beaten and he's going to lose his job. And I'd be actually grateful and happy he gets sacked. So are you saying that the club where it all kind of started from in England, where he announced himself as the special one, could well be the club that ends it for the third time. Oh, absolutely. It's going to be... I can't see it. Look, you know, the Newcastle result, it was it was a good result that they won. But United supporters need to learn how to manage expectations at the moment. Newcastle are, at best, a championship team. Yeah. You know, you shouldn't be 2-0 down to them in the opening 20 minutes. If it were any of the other clubs, you know, the Spurs or Arsenal or someone slightly uh, more more challenging, United would have probably got four or five at Old Trafford. Yeah. They wouldn't have recovered. And I honestly, I, I, I didn't get excited about the result. Ah, oh, we're back and, you know, we're going to win the league, you know, celebrate. It's, it's not happening. And I think the only way out is... Like I've said before, is for them to sack Mourinho and the club need to also look internally and, you know, maybe promote someone from within and also get a director of football because they can't keep going on on this every couple of years, sacking a manager because they're turning into what Man City used to be. What, what, well, who, who, I mean, Zidane was linked. Um, you know, there's a whole host of names that have been linked with um, the job. Who do you think is, is the man who will step into to the mix? I would prefer someone from, like maybe Michael Carrick. I don't think he's ready though. I think someone like what was the Monaco manager's name who got sacked recently? Ah, oh, Jardim. Leonardo Jardim. I think so. I think so. I think that guy would be perfect fit. I mean, he he built a Monaco team out of a lot of young, talented players, sold them for a fortune, and okay, look, the, obviously the team struggled after that. I mean, didn't he produce Mbappe and all these guys? Leonardo Silva, uh, Lamar, he, all these guys. Lamar and you know Fabinho, who's now at Liverpool. I think he he would be perfect for United. I don't know if he can speak English, but um, you know he might be the guy that can sort of sort things out properly, long term, and not a short term fix for the club. Would be very interesting. Uh, Chelsea, on the other hand, they look like a different team. Sarri has been outstanding. I'm not wild about the tracksuits, uh, but. I suppose he feels like he's part of the team and wants to be in a tracksuit and be comfortable and his record at Napoli. Doesn't and... he smoke ciggies on the side of the field? Yeah, I know that there was... Um, was what game was it where he had the the just the, the butt of the cigarette that he put in his mouth? It's a real cigarette. Yeah, 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 no, it was just the butts apparently. But anyway, um, a breath of fresh air for the Blues and he's reinvigorated a player like Eden Hazard who has been phenomenal so far. 
Yeah, I mean, people are saying that you know, the, uh, saying that he's on the level of Messi and Ronaldo at the moment, and you have to look at his stats and say it's it's spot on. I mean, he's been free flowing, scoring goals, but you know, their the defense worries me. Chelsea's defense, they they concede a lot sometimes, and I think you know, United might just be able to exploit that if they play attacking. If they come there to park the bus and with, you know, eight midfielders and no attacking players, they're going to get beaten. Because Mo- that uh, Hazard and Alonso will find space around there. Mo- uh, Mourinho is one of those master tacticians, though, and, and in all likelihood, everyone's expecting him to park the bus against Chelsea, but is there a chance that Mourinho might just surprise everyone and play an attacking approach, you know, maybe um, just to mix I'd, things up? I'd like that to happen, but... <clears throat> I can't see that happening. You know, he's a man that will rather grind out some sort of like a nil-nil draw or something than to go for it. I can't see, you know, the type of game that we had with Chelsea Liverpool where it was, you know, sort of end-to-end action. And it, I can't see that uh, that type of game. Well, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. All right, so that one gets the action underway. Um, we've got. You know, other matches, Man City, they're uh, home to Burnley. It's not much to get too excited about. But, um, it's I th- a matter of how many goals Burnley yeah, can concede. Yeah, I think it's tough. And, and considering with Man City also, um, the defending champions, Bernardo Silva scored goals in the week, Ryan Sterling scored goals in the week on international duty, and Jesus scored for Brazil. So when we get to the fantasy part of things, that's something to bear in mind. Um, also, there might be some tired legs, depending on where they've travelled from. So that's and all it's factors. Also Champions League next week, so yeah, it's mad. It's mad. Maybe Pep's going to rotate some players. Yeah, we've got um, West Ham, Tottenham. Uh, they're they're in action in a bit of a London derby. I mean, uh, Wembley's no longer. Well, I think it is still for sale, but the Fulham owner has decided not to buy it. So um, Wembley will remain uh, Wembley, uh, but. In terms of that West Ham Tottenham, Tottenham have to sort of find their groove here. They're also still in the mix on um, 18 points after eight games, but you just feel like they maybe one good performance away from cracking on, or, or, or am I mistaken? I think you're mistaken, though. Um, you know, they battled a bit against Cardiff at home. They had to really grind out that result. If you look at some of the other results, it's all been really grinding games. Yeah. And. Um, I think it's catching up to them with not signing players. There's a lot of tired legs there, and you know a lot of these players from Spurs that are playing international football, so they're struggling a bit. Um, but I think against West Ham, you don't know which West Ham team is going to turn up. That's it. That's exactly you it. Know, it could be the one that thrash Man United, or it could be the rubbish West Ham that you know sort of loses to to a relegation team or something like that. Yeah, I mean. It's also dependent a lot of the time on, on how Arnautovic goes at the top then if Noble has a solid game in um, in midfield. So, you know, I, 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 don't, um, I don't see West Ham upsetting Tottenham, but I think Tottenham at this stage, you make the point of the tied legs. Um, it could be interesting to see how that one goes. Um, looking at some of the other matches, uh, Newcastle United against Brighton, that's potentially a six-pointer for Rafa oh, Benitez's men at St. James's Park. I think that's definitely, you know, Newcastle need to start getting some Ws. Yeah. They to just have only two points this season, it's not good enough. 
No, it isn't. And fingers are starting to be pointed at at Rafa Benitez and no longer at Mike Ashley because of the lack of spending. And, and at the end of the day, Benitez has to work with what he's got and he's got to start turning performances around. And I look at a few of the games, they were a little bit unlucky. Maybe I look at the, the Chelsea game that could have been a draw. Um, Manchester United could have been a draw. Win, but... uh, Cardiff, the pick Kennedy missing the penalty to win the game. You know, it's it's all things that, that come down to a bit of bad luck. But at the same time, you know, as you say, W's mean that they can move out of the drop zone. And at this stage, Rafa has to, you know, really get the best out of his players now if they're uh, to survive the drop this season. And Ashley's going to have to spend money in January. There was talks of Peter Kenyon coming on board. I mean, even Manchester United rejected that bid from uh, the Saudi prince, was it, to buy them. Um, so I think there's still interest in buying Premier League clubs. It's just your value for money. I read something that some American business tycoon wanted Newcastle, but you know this relegation fear is putting them off. I mean, if they invest and buy the club and they get relegated, it's it's tough. Eh? It will it will really uh, be the end of it. But there is a transfer window, so it's not like you're buying them after January. You're gonna to have to make this happen now. So I, I understand where they're coming from, but that club transfer window is very dodgy. Eh? You, 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 it's 50-50. It's a gamble what you're going to get. Well, fair enough. I mean, the one thing that's going for Newcastle is it's not a World Cup year, so you don't have that players, you know, don't want to move in a World Cup year because they want to prove that they can play, you know, for their team. So, who knows? It's a strange game. Anything can happen. Let's quickly touch on uh, the Arsenal. They play... Yeah, not much about them. No. The Gunners and Una Emery are starting to play some really nice football. Uh, Aubameyang, uh, Lacazette, Ramsey scored a, a fantastic goal um, over the weekend. They were a pleasure to watch. And it's like that old free-flowing Arsenal that is coming to the fore. And it's a joy to watch. It really is. The current form says that they should be going for the title. You know, they've been dishing out beatings to everyone. They're on like a nine-game winning streak or something like that in all competitions and he's you know Una Emery has really got them playing the, the Arsenal way moving forward you know and he's been a revelation for them yeah sitting in fourth imagine if they got someone new a few years ago when you know when, when people were calling for Wenger's head I mean Arsenal would have won the Champions League by now already it would have been very different eh? on saying that I mean if you look they're opening two games they got beaten by City and then by Chelsea Okay, narrowly by Chelsea, but really, who have they? All the other teams they beat: Arsenal, beat West Ham, Cardiff, Newcastle, Everton, Watford, Fulham. So you know they need another strong competition, and I think that 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 will really test uh, Unai Emery. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how how it all plays out. Um, I just think that. Fresh ideas take time, don't they? And, and uh, you know, eight games or um, that's eight Premier League games for Surrey and now for, for Emery, you know, you're starting to see those, the buy-in from the players, you know what I mean? So I think this could be a good season for Arsenal. I, I don't think they're title contenders. Um, I think it's still between Liverpool and City. Um, but at this point, Arsenal will be backing themselves for definitely Champions League football next season. No, definitely. And that should be their target. 
Um, I think they'd want to go higher than fourth place. Yeah. In all honesty, they want to finish finish strong. Um, you know, they're still in Europa League, so I don't know if they're going to continue with that venture. Depend, let's see how far they get up the league. But, you know, they, they're just about there behind, two points behind Liverpool. They're not far off it, eh? No, no, they're not far. Look, let's um, shift our attention now uh, to the fantasy stuff, the fantasy Premier League. It's game week nine. Um, no Salah, no Mane. So so you've got to have those two guys out of your team. Um, there's also lots to think about in terms of the matchup. City against Burnley, good value there. Do you suddenly bring in a De Bruyne? Um, I think you need to have a Hazard in your team even for that game at old uh, at Stamford Bridge. What are your thoughts, Mo, going into this week? Look, if you've got Hazard, I'd keep him in there. I wouldn't captain him because of the you know it's a it's a big match and and obviously Jose Mourinho is going to target him probably man mark him out of the game. I wouldn't captain him. I'd rather go with someone like Aguero or Harry Kane. He seems to be up at picking up some form again. And um, yeah, look, uh, Lacazette is also a good option for captain with Arsenal playing Leicester on the Monday. So you could always bank on some points there. Yeah, he's been good to watch. He's been really exciting. I think Lacazette's a good guy to have in your team. So, um, no, no, I mean, then he's been getting points week in, week out there. Yeah, I mean, lo- looking at, speaking about your, um, your club, uh, is it worth looking at a um, a Martial or, a, you know, maybe a Mata? Uh, I suppose with Chelsea, it's always difficult uh, away. You you maybe don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, do you? I think the problem with picking United players is you don't know who's going to start. Yeah. You know, it's it's either Martial or Sanchez or Rashford or someone. You know, matters. It's it's a it's a gamble. So you could get a United player that's going to start, or you might not play at all. You just never know. We've got to talk quickly before I forget. Bournemouth, um, the the cherries. I mean, it's like hot and cold. Some days they turn up and they destroy teams. Other times on the road, they're like very average. I mean, Eddie 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 Howe's really got an interesting team on his hands there. A team that can can do damage with Josh King and kind of Wilson and them and Fraser, but. They're not quite consistent enough, are they, to be a team that should be challenging for European football? Yeah, uh, they, they, they're just too inconsistent. I mean, they go from one weekend beating Leicester 4-2 to getting hammered by Burnley 4-0 the next week. So it, it's it's that consistency that they struggle with. I think that they shouldn't really focus on, on going for European football if you see what happened to Burnley this season. yeah, They went on a mini Euro, European trip and they, they started to battle. I think they should focus on, you know, having a decent cup run, FA Cup, you know, push for the league to finish in at least the top eight. That will be an achievement for them. Yeah. I, I don't see the need for them to, you know, move on for European football. Because especially for the Europa League, because the amount of travelling you have to do. Because they're in a in a derby this weekend that we've overlooked. Um it's the it's Southampton, um away to, to, to Bournemouth in a coastal derby. And and Southampton also team Mark Hughes has just managed to keep them in and thereabouts by the skin of his teeth, you know. So I think this could be a a very massive game for for Southampton to try and get a, a result against an inconsistent Bournemouth. So I don't know it's going to be easier said than done. I think Terry Payne's um, you know aged about 
50 years <laughs> the last couple of seasons with, uh, you know watching Southampton and Big this time. season is no I mean no different they've been rubbish no they have they have Southampton have been on a and downward they, slide haven't they they're just about the relegation zone alright let's have a I prediction that, there that they, you know, they're gonna uh, Bournemouth could, could pick up a decent uh, couple of goals alright so you're going for Chelsea win or a draw at Stamford Bridge my heart says for United to to sneak a win, to one with you for a win at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. If I go with my head, Chelsea have, will have to probably beat United. Well, if your heart wins, then Mourinho stays. <laughs> true, true. All right, so it will be interesting. The action uh, promises to deliver some fantastic football from Saturday. Thanks very much for listening. Remember to catch us on uh, iTunes, The Ginger's Perspective, SoundCloud, as well as on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at football 2 uh, You can follow Mo um, at Creepy Crawley um, with some interesting spelling. So uh, Google him, find out what he's all about. Mo, your, your parting words? As always, be champions. Well, there you have it. That brings to an end. Football 2 plus 3. I'm going to leave you with a song that we haven't played in a long time. It's an ode to Salomon Rondon, uh, who is due many goals at Newcastle United. Enjoy the football this weekend and we'll chat again next week. And now he's back in the Premier League. Newcastle fans are all intrigued. And he's still used to it. We've had no cash and we're barely surprised Not the first time that Mike Ashley's lied So he searched and he searched for a deal that would work And improve our Newcastle side So Rafa brought in Rondon Did a deal with West Brom Get yourself a goal, son Rafa's brought in Rondon Done a deal with West Brom Get yourself a goal, son